Well, hello everyone. This is Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break, where we help moms quit being overwhelmed and get the tools that they need to know that they are doing enough in their homeschool. I'm going to try to get this video to go up a little bit more because I can't really see. Um, I, at the last minute, decided I'm going to go outside and do this because it is gorgeous here. It has been gorgeous most afternoons. Now, this morning actually was a little bit cloudy. I got bugs everywhere. Anyway, if you are joining me, I was trying to get, oh, it's hard to see the mouse when you are out and there's a glare. Oh, there we go. Well, I guess that's as high as it's going to get. All right. If you're joining me on the live or um, on the replay, leave me a link. Leave me a link. Leave me a comment wherever you're listening to it. Please, first of all, just leave a comment, period. That would mean the world to me if you would just leave a comment. Even if it's just like, hi, Carrie, something like that. But um, I would love to know that... Um, do you have spring weather like we're having right now? It has been, like I said, beautiful. I love taking walks. We have a park right over there, and I was able to just go in and take a quick walk this morning. Well, it wasn't too quick. It was a little over a mile, but I was able to be able to just be outside. It's like a little oasis when you walk through the woods over there. So um, today what we are talking about is patience and grace. One of those things that I know I always was looking for, but it was sometimes really hard when I was in the midst of raising kids and homeschooling to actually get it because things would just flare up and all of a sudden we had a problem and a catastrophe on our hands. Let me just give you a little background about why I chose this topic. I have, uh, well, one, God has been teaching me a lot. I used to not really want to pray for patience. Like, put something in the chat. Is patience something you really want to pray for? Because you know what will happen? When you pray for patience, God's going to bring hard things in your life so that you can learn how to be a little bit more patient. That's not so much fun. I had a friend tell me she never prays for patience. Well, I pray for patience every morning now because love is patient and kind and I want to love my family I want to love those I want people when I just walk in the grocery store I want to exude um, God's love and so I do pray for patience that makes it sort of hard but so that's one reason I, I'm talking about that because God has really taught me a lot about being patient and waiting on him the other reason, it seems like in the last several days, everything I've been reading, things I've been hearing, all have to do with patience. So, let me just share with you a couple things. This is a little devotional. I share these every once in a while here in our group. But um, it is Revive Our Hearts Daily Reflections, a resource for ministry partners. If you would like to be, if how do y'all say, hey, where did you get that devotional? I'm going to put a link right here wherever you are listening to this. And if you are interested in supporting this organization, they are all about encouraging women of all ages and all areas of life to be fruitful, to live a full life, and to have freedom. Those are the things that freedom, um, freedom, fruitfulness, and fullness, those are the things that they are going for. And the best part is it all they always go back to God's word, which is what I want to do as well. If you want to sign up um, as a ministry partner, please tell them that I sent you and let me know. Because actually, I'll just tell you, I wasn't planning to say this, but actually um, they've got some contest for ministry partners and you can win like five different books. So 
Revive Our Hearts Ministry Partners. I was reading here, and at the beginning of March, she starts, and these usually Nancy DeMoss Wolgamuth will write in these, but also she always has three other people that are writing. It started with um, talking about Habakkuk. And I don't know what you know about Habakkuk, but he was sort of angry at God because God was not disciplining and getting rid of the corrupt people. And through Habakkuk, through the short little book, he realizes, you know what, God's in control and I just need to be patient and wait on him. He says, um, uh, where does it say? Then they, not this one. Let me get to the next one. I think this is it. Oh, um, Actually, it's none of these, but basically she's just saying God's presence is the safe place, no matter how long we're waiting, no matter how patient. Um, But Habakkuk was angry, and he said, then they sweep by like wind and pass through. They are guilty. Their strength is their God. And he was like, why are you not going to do something to these people? You may feel like that with the world falling apart, with society and all the bizarre things, gender this and racial this and social this. You may feel really bad and you're just like, I need some patience. I need to, I need to wait on God. All right. Um, I also read um, new version apps and they have reading plans. And last week, I'm going to share some of what I learned in my little new version reading plan. It was just a five day thing. And um, it was about David and how long he had to wait and how God was preparing him to be a king. Then this morning... I pick out, I have this little um, jar of verses, and this is the verse that came up. Psalm 27, 14, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. If you look at it in the New Living Translation, it says, wait patiently. You know, patience is hard. Most of us have the patience of like five seconds. They say right now, attention span is about eight seconds right now because of all the technology. But let's take a look back at the Bible. David was anointed as king when he was 16 to 19 years old. He did not become king until he was 30. And from 23 to 30, he was on the run away from the wrath of Saul. We're going to talk about him. Then Joseph, it took Joseph, it was 13 years before he had that dream, before that dream was fulfilled. Abraham waited 25, I thought it was 30, but this is 25 years for his promised son Isaac. Then Isaac turns into a teenager and God says, hey, go up the mountain. I want you to sacrifice your son. Talk about a man that had a lot of faith and a lot of patience and believed in God and waited on him. A lot of patience. Moses, 40 years to see the promised land and he didn't even get to go in it. Jesus waited 30 years before he even began his ministry. So there are a lot of examples of patient people in the Bible. Today I want to talk to women, to the moms. Next week we're going to talk about patience in our kids. So here's what we're going to do today. So next week we will talk about kids. I'm going to give you some ideas about growing patience um, and grace in them. But today we're going to talk about two areas. First, patience and waiting in our circumstance and our calling. And then patience and waiting in our relationships. I think the relationships is probably where most of us struggle the most, but let's go through circumstances because some of you may be where I am. I don't know how many of you heard my story a few weeks ago or have heard it in the past, but there are many times I'm like, God, are you up there? Are you really working? What are you doing? I don't see anything. And you may feel like that too. For those of you, I'm not going to go into detail, but right now I am patiently waiting on Steve, my husband, to walk with God and to return to our marriage and to our family. And today's verse, Psalm 27, 14, 
I mean, speaks to me. And it is a verse that I have clung to. It is a verse that I pray on a regular basis. The New Living Translation again says, Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. I have a friend. Her husband, it's been going on for almost a year. They don't know what's wrong with him. They're in their 30s. They're my kids' ages. They have two little kids that are my grandkids' ages. And I sent that verse to her as soon as I saw it because I wanted to encourage her and say, I thought about you and your husband, and I am going to claim this verse that y'all are going to be able to um, find the answers, and you will keep clinging to him. Hey, Sherry from Wisconsin. I'm just now seeing the comments because the clouds came. Uh, I pray for patience, too. Me, too. Okay. I already told you where I saw this. The other thing is sometimes we're like, God, are you really working? Let's think about that story. And I've been reading this because I read through the Bible chronologically. So a lot of times I'm always reading through the Bible. And then other times I'm doing a little reading plan on my phone sometimes. And I try to read this little um, devotional every day. Once I got it, I mean, it takes like a minute or two to read. But it is so focused on women and things that I'm going through. But um, in my... Uh, read through the Bible in a year. I have just finished reading the story of Balaam. I don't know if you know the story of Balaam, but he was um, the king called Balaam, who's an Israel prophet, to come over and curse the Israelites. And Balaam finally says, okay, I will do it. And he gets on his donkey, and he's going down, and the donkey won't go. He, he won't go. And so Balaam is beating him. And then he's like trying to get the donkey to go. And then he beats him again. I think it's three times he's beating him. You see, the donkey could see what God was doing, and Balaam couldn't see it. How often are we upset about something going on, and we can't see what God's doing? But he is working. You see what was happening is the donkey could see this angel right there. They're going through this cavern, and there's a cliff, and he, the donkey won't go because he can see the angel of the Lord with a sword in his hand. That is interesting. The other thing that's interesting is not only that, the donkey could talk. And the donkey starts talking to Balaam. And then all of a sudden, God opens Balaam's eyes and he can see what's going on. Sometimes when we don't have patience, we can't see everything that's going on, especially in our circumstances. What we need to realize is waiting means patience. It is an essential part of maturing in Jesus Christ. It prepares us for our purpose, for our calling. It strengthens our faith, and it teaches us perseverance. And perseverance leads to maturity. Count it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And endurance, um, it's perfect result. And perfect and perfect, but it's meaning the mature result as well. So let's talk about King David for a second. God knew King David. He wasn't the king yet. He's on the run, and Saul is out to beat him up. Um, God knew that David needed certain skills. And so for about seven years, he developed those skills while David is leading a band of men and fighting for his life. He knew that David was going to need really strong amounts of perseverance, of courage, of strength, of knowledge, of relationship building. And had he just come off the shepherd, the you know, taking tending the sheep, he may not have had that much strength and courage and perseverance and endurance. God knew he needed it. And so he waited and David had to be patient before he became the king. 
I think God imparted most of that during that time while he was on the run. When you feel like life is just falling apart and you have no patience for anyone, you have no patience for your circumstance, your spouse is driving you crazy, your kids are making you pull your hair out, your mother-in-law or your mother is like on your thing, or the church people are all bickering and fighting, or you just basically, let's look at it, the world is falling apart right now. It's hard. But God calls us to be patient and keep our eyes focused. When we can be patient, the way we are patient is where our mind is and that's set up. So we need to be patient in our situations when things aren't going well and our circumstances. Um, then in homeschooling, y'all are probably feel called to homeschool. And God knows what that is going to take. So I think it's important that we are patient with our kids. We are patient with ourselves when it doesn't look like anything's happening. When it looks like our kids are not learning, when they have bad attitudes and everything. Remember, when you're having a situation with your kids, remember God is growing you as much as they're growing the kids. And maybe that situation is to grow your kid into being a leader. And you're, he's encouraging you to model patience so be obedient be faithful be patient and be diligent with the calling of homeschooling that he has given you remember that god always has a better plan and we can trust in that as well let me just tell you a little story with homeschooling and i'll follow up with some more next week but hunter we were driving to houston some of y'all heard this story sorry if it's a repeat Hunter was actually, we were driving to Houston. He was about seven, six, seven years old. We pull into the parking lot. He is so excited about going to a museum. And he goes, oh, no, not this museum. It was an art museum. I love art. Um, he thought we were going to the health museum. Maybe he thought we were going to the children's museum. I don't know. There's some really hands-on things. But he was sort of upset. I was like, okay, Hunter, just go listen to three of the audios. That's old cassette tapes with headphones um, of Monet. And right next door is the Star Wars exhibit. And then you can do that. Fast forward 10 years. We're in London working at a convention. We told the kids, you come work with us. We'll stay for a week and we will sightsee. And so we did. And one day I wanted to go to the National Gallery of Art. And there was only one person in my family that would go with me. And it was Hunter Beck. Why do I say that? You see, I had to patiently wait for an attitude change. I didn't cram it down his throat. I didn't say, I want you to like art. It was just something I exposed to him. I was very patient in doing this. Are you patient in allowing God to change attitudes? You know, if God is patient in changing my attitude, then he sh we need to be patient with our kids. Give yourself grace and patience. Give your kids grace and patience as well. So that's sort of patience in circumstance and our calling. You know, whether life in what you want it to be and our calling, you know, goes along with circumstances. Let's talk for a minute about relationships. Some of you have prodigal children. Some of you have a prodigal spouse. You have a prodigal loved one. And you know what? We have to wait a long time and show patience as they God's doing his work. Think about the prodigal son. He goes off with half the inheritance. And does the father go running after him? That man shows great patience and great faith in God. He waits patiently. He sits there every day looking out, waiting. I don't know how many years he had to wait, but just think about um, Abraham waiting 25 or 30 years. Joseph, 17 years, and he's put in a jail cell in the middle of it. These people endured great trials and suffering. And so my suffering doesn't always compare to that. Things I need to remember when I become impatient with the people around me is this.
sorry for the loud noise. We got traffic. But I had to be outside, and that's the school bus going by. God never gives up on me. He never abandons me. And love, true love, never gives up, never loses faith, always hopes, and endures through all circumstances from 1 Corinthians 13. When we love someone that's not walking with God, when we love our kids and they seriously are, especially teenagers, they can drive you crazy. When we love them, we are patiently enduring. And we need to do, if God can be patient with me, I should be able to be patient with those around me as well. And remember, Philippians 1, 6, God says that he is working in us until the day of Christ Jesus. And if he's working in me until the day of Christ Jesus, and he's patient with me, why can't I be patient with those around me as well? So here are a few things. And then I, I did say that's sort of um, the overview, but let's talk about in our family, patience with our spouse, with our kids. He is patient. I need to be patient. One thing I do is um, every morning I pray First Corinthians 13 for myself and my family. And I pray, God, please let us love like you love. Let us be patient and kind, not jealous or boastful or proud or rude or demand our own way or um, angry or bitter. Let us not keep a record of wrong and let us not rejoice uh, in evil, but rejoice in truth. And then it goes. Let us never give up, never lose faith, always be hopeful, endure through all circumstances because your love never fails. It begins. Love is patient. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. I pray those I pray 1 Corinthians 13 almost every day. And the fruit of the Spirit, I also pray almost every day as well. If you pray that out loud, I'm going to guarantee you it will become a part of you. Your nerves, I mean, your brain cells will just change. I'm not going to go into all the neuroplasticity. But Psalm 37, 7 again says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. We need to wait patiently for God to change them. You can't change them. But you can show patience toward them. Pray daily aloud that you will show patience. Speak truth to your soul. When you're saying it out loud, you're speaking truth. And so you could even, if you feel like you're an impatient person, I would challenge you for 30 days to say this out loud every day when you get up. I am patient in the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, it's not within me that I can be patient or show grace. It is only in the power of the Holy Spirit. I am patient in the power of the Holy Spirit. All right, let's close with this. Being patient with yourself. Give yourself grace and patience. When you mess up, apologize to your kids and ask forgiveness. All right, I keep going back to God. He is patient. He is full of mercy and he is full of grace. So give yourself grace and patience. Confess your sin to one another. Confess it out loud to your kids or your spouse. Tell them wherever you are impatient, you will be healed. Confess your sins to one another and he will, and you so that you may be healed. I believe that will really happen. So when you are in impatience, so we, we talked about some ideas, praying it out loud, and we're going to talk about some more ideas uh, next week. Oh, the one thing I did forget, Psalm 37, 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently. It didn't like muster up this patience. He tells you what to do. It's not easy. Be still in the presence of the Lord. It is something I really struggle with because it's hard to be quiet and be still and listen to God. It's one reason I pray well because it gives me something to do. But seriously, when we are still in the presence of the Lord, even if it's just five minutes before everyone gets up, I guarantee you it will change who you are and it will give you the ability to wait patiently for him to act. Not for you to act, 
right? And I meant to really dive into that. That is probably where I want to close. Be still in the presence of the Lord because that will give you patience and that will give you grace for others. And then wait patiently for him to act. You can't change anyone. All right. Thank you so much. If y'all have questions, comments, thoughts, please leave them wherever you are listening to this. Next week, we will be talking about ideas to encourage patience in your children. We'll um, start with moms and then we will, I mean, we'll sort of do a little bit of a review, but then we're going to talk about some practical ideas of things that you can do to encourage patience and grace in your own children. I wish I had known some of this when I was your age and raising my kids. Now I get to maybe try a little bit of it out on my grandkids. Hey, this is Carrie back with Homeschool Coffee Break. Y'all have a great day.